Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 154. This week's show is all about you, as I'll be answering more of your listener email. Questions include where to be romantic on a cruise, where the best steak is on board, it's not where you think, Cozumel excursion ideas, how to book a cruise that's not available yet, and so much more. Here we go. I've invited you all since the very beginning of the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast to be as much part of the show as possible, and at the very least, to feel free to send me at any time your email questions about Royal Caribbean planning, suggestions, ideas, or whatever it might be. And you've all definitely risen to the challenge and have sent in a great number of questions, and I'm trying to get through these as fast as possible. And I've also, once again, brought along a little bit of help from someone who also thinks all food tastes a little bit better while on a cruise ship. He is, of course, the spiritual leader of all who call the drink package awesome, Michael Poole. Welcome back to the show, Michael. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me back. I am really excited about this episode because the listener question feedback, this portion is one of my favorites in the podcast because we're really just reaching out helping people. So I'm excited for this this, uh, podcast. Yeah, I agree, Michael. You know what? We, it's always fun doing the, the main topics of the show, but it's not, nice from time to time to just to dedicate it to the questions we get because there's, there's some great emails in here, suggestions, ideas, and, of course, questions. And you know what, Michael? Maybe somebody asks a, a particular question that's particular to them, but I bet you a lot of folks pick up little nuggets here and there from other people's uh, questions and obviously the answers that come with it. Oh, to be honest with you, I've picked up things over the years of things that I never even thought of, and I've learned from this listener question session. So it's a really great addition to the podcast. Let me ask you, Michael, if we were answering these questions together on a Royal Caribbean ship, where would we record these questions from? (laughs) Well, we would be on the Enchantment of the Sea, sitting down at the R-Bar, having a Stella. There you go. I thought you were going to say Oasis Bar, but like, eh, a little bit of ambient noise there, Michael. But our bar, excellent choice. I like it. I like it. That's All right, let's start, off. <laughs> let's start off with our first email. It's from Phil, who writes, Hi, Matt. Enjoy your podcast. Keep them coming. What I consider a big difference between Allure of the Seas and Oasis of the Seas is that Allure has the Boardwalk Donuts and is the main reason we continue to book Allure over Oasis. We'll be trying Harmony of the Seas in December, and we'll miss the Morning Donuts. Hopefully, you tried them when you were on Allure. Keep up the great work. And... Wow, that's the reason you, Phil. I commend you uh, for for picking Allure of Oasis because of the presence of the Boardwalk Donuts. Um, on Allure, if I'm not mistaken, they combine Boardwalk Donuts with the ice with yeah with the ice cream shop. Because I remember we went in there during one of our meetups on Allure of the Seas, and that's where the uh, Ben and Jerry's is now. Yeah, they're right there. As soon as you enter the Boardwalk to the right, I mean. You know, it's been a year since I've been on Oasis, but I was pretty sure I saw the donuts there too now since the recent dry dock a year ago. But, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, don't hold me to it, but you might be surprised if you walk out there and see some donuts on, on the right side there on the Oasis of the Seas. I'm just, I'm more in surprise that's the deciding <laughs> factor between Oasis and Allure. I mean, no offense, Phil. I mean, that you're perfectly entitled to your opinion. Certainly, I have picked different cruises for far less good reasons, but I'm just, uh, I don't think I've ever heard that one before, so kudos to you. Extra point, Phil, for uh, surprising Matt on the podcast. I was going to say, when all else fails, we know they both have Sabor, so you have that. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Next, we have an email from Craig who writes, Matt, enjoying the podcast. Thanks. In November, I'll be taking a cruise on Harmony of the Seas with my two autistic sons through a group called Autism on the Seas. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them or not, but would love to hear more about them, and perhaps they might make a good guess on one of the podcasts. 
And I am very familiar with Autism on the Seas. It's a great group. Actually, what's funny is when I used to live up in Connecticut, uh, the guy who runs Autism on the Seas, Mike Sobel, uh, and a big plug to Mike. Mike's a great guy. And he, he started this group. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, venture. It's essentially, as, as, uh, as Craig suggests here, it's a group that cruises together with uh, uh, folks that have children that are autistic. And it, what's great about it is they, they work with Royal Caribbean a lot. So they're very well-versed with Royal Caribbean. They offer a lot of great services within the group that even above and beyond the amazing things that Royal Caribbean offers. As, as I think you know, Michael. Royal Caribbean has earned, it's in fact it's the only cruise line that I'm still aware of that has the certification from Autism on the Seas, this group, of being uh, certified in terms of the uh, offerings that Royal Caribbean offers. And it's it's really an, an amazing thing, and ever, a lot of people have given me similar feedback that Craig just did. So uh, it is a wonderful thing, and maybe I will have to have Mike on. I've had Actually, I've had pizza with Mike um, in the past, but I would love to uh, talk uh, more about what his group does. As I know, obviously, this is something that's uh, that, that's very prevalent these days. And I think there will be a lot of people that would find that interesting. So, uh, Craig, thank you for the feedback. Love it. Next up, we've got an email from Ryan who writes, Hey, Matt, I'm constantly checking the Royal Caribbean website for new cruises being available only to find what I'm looking for is not available yet. My question is, do you know when cruises are released for booking? I have a cruise picked out that I want, but just can't find it. July 2018 with our 10th wedding anniversary. So I was wanting to plan a cruise for my wife and myself in a suite on Harmony of the Seas. Anyway, I am anxious to make a reservation, but I can't find it. Any advice? I was going to say that one should be coming out sometime spring of next year. Uh, The dates seem to change, you know, from year to year, but they're pretty consistent around the time frame. So I would say around the March, April time frame. Would you think that'd be correct, Matt? Yeah, I was exactly what I was going to say, Michael. Uh, Royal Caribbean usually puts it out in the beginning of the year. I'm looking at the trying to find the when they did it exactly uh, this this past year. Uh, for the, when they released the 2017, 2018, and 2018 is kind of a misnomer because they only released about a month and some change of 2018 sailings, but there are some that are out there. But you're right, they're usually pretty consistent. The thing is, they also break them apart. It's not like there's just one day and every single sailing is released. Usually, Royal Caribbean provides a deployment schedule where they will uh, provide, okay, here's where we're going to release Alaska sailings, here's where we're going to release North America, here's where we're going to release Europe, you know, China, so forth and so on. And it usually happens at the beginning of the year. Uh, usually, and looking back on what we saw in the last couple of years, the deployment schedule appears in February, and then the actual deployments occur in somewhere in February, March, or April, or even beyond. Uh, sometimes some of the itineraries don't come out until you know even April or May. Quite honestly, depending on how complicated things are. There's a lot of moving parts of these deployment schedules, you know, Michael, because you've got to coordinate not just where the ships are going, but you got to, the Royal Caribbean has to book ports. They have to figure it all out. It's, it's a puzzle, right? Because, you know, where this one ship is going, okay, what ports are available? Okay, can the ship fit in there? You know, what's it going to do the week after? Uh, it's not going to work for that one. How do we fix this week? You know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts to it, and I do not envy whoever that person is who's coming up with the schedule. No, I definitely don't. I know it's always an exciting time when they at least give us a preview of the future sailings and where the ships are headed, but it is generally about a month later. And based on this last year, if I recall, the Caribbean was the very last one released. So just be patient. They will come soon enough, and you'll be able to book early and get a great deal. Absolutely. It's just you know, The other thing is a lot of it, there's not a huge amount of change. Sometimes you see ships moving here and there, but I think for Harmony, I think it's probably a safe bet. She'll be cruising out of Port Everglades 
come July 2018. But again, you got to wait until Royal Caribbean releases it, which will be in the early part of 2018. So, so Ryan, I'm sorry it's not information you actually act on right now. I guess you got no choice but to listen to podcasts with me and Michael and until the time comes that you can book. <laughs> <laughs> or book um, uh, the July of next year, you know, the ninth anniversary. There's that. Hey, nothing says I love you, honey, like the nine-year anniversary, Michael, right? <laughs> this is a preview for next year. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, if my wife said, honey... I love you. I'm surprising you with a nine-year anniversary cruise. I'd be like, look at this. Wife of the year, man, right here. So, I'm, you know, hey, you never know. Maybe she would uh, Maybe she would love that nine-year anniversary. Plus, then you could do – you go on board. Maybe you, you book that, that 10-year on board because then you can maybe pick the same exact room, right? Get a little – like you said, it's a preview. It's the pre-cruise anniversary. YOLO book it. <laughs> YOLO book it, indeed. <laughs> By the way, the other thing is – well, to be a little more serious, when, when it is time to book – uh, Michael, you can talk about this. I know you are Mr. Day One when it comes to booking these cruises. You definitely do want to jump on it as soon as you can when these bookings do come out because there are two main reasons. Number one, well, you're going to get the lowest possible price, quite honestly. And also, number two, you're going to have the greatest inventory because when bookings first open, hey, everybody, you know, there, there's nothing else booked yet, right? So the entire ship is available. And certain categories of, of staterooms definitely go quicker than others. So if you got one in mind, you know, I know it's you know you're th- you're thinking well, you know March 2017, my cruise not till 2018 in July. Ah, I'll book it later. Ah, you should rethink it and book it as early as you can, right, Michael? Yeah, especially being summer months, that's the peak pricing. So go ahead and book it as soon as they come out. Don't focus on the price point so much because you have a year and a half to watch that price, and you can rebook it if the price changes. And you know, a year and a half, a lot of things happen, and I'd be willing to bet you'll see one or two price drops. Very good. Next, we have an email from Quentin who writes, We've never used a travel agent on our cruises, either on Royal Caribbean or Carnival. Sometimes we might use the Cruise Line's personal vacation planner or just book online. My wife's sister is a travel agent, so if we've got a question, we just ask her. Other thing I found with booking Royal Caribbean is if you book a Royal Caribbean cruise in Canadian dollars, you cannot add travel insurance. You've got to book in U.S. dollars. Interesting. I did not know about the Canadian dollars and the travel insurance thing. That's good to know. Thank you for, for sharing that. Now, Michael, you, you and I think you and I are both on the same page about this. We're big fans of using travel agents to book our cruises, right? Right. And to be honest with you, I've done all three that you mentioned, booked on the website, used a vacation certified travel expert and travel agent. And really, I'm hands down a big fan of the travel agent now. They, they do all the work for you. I can just text a travel agent, hey, I need this done, and it's done. I don't have to wait on hold the Royal Caribbean for 30 or 40 minutes to talk back and forth. I just, it's it's taken care of. Yeah, and even if it's five minutes, Michael, guess what? That's five minutes you get back in your life. You, got, you can do something else like, I don't know, go watch me on Periscope, right? <laughs> on, on, on Royal Caribbean blog, right? Or go to YouTube and watch videos. Or even better, Michael and I's favorite thing to do together because we're super cool like this. We turn on the <laughs> AWE network and we watch the same Dream Cruises episode and text each other about why we want to book that cruise right now. <laughs> From 10 years ago. And then, you know, Matt is known to actually <laughs> book the cruise during the episode. So YOLO book it, Michael. I take That's- it to heart. That is not just a saying. It is a way of life. That's true. But being uh, kind of serious, too, about the travel agent, a lot of times they offer you perks such as onboard credit, maybe specialty dining, anything that the cruise line is offering. They can match that and then add something additionally on top of that. Absolutely true. Next up, we have an email from Greg and Michael. Wow, I'm glad you're on this podcast for this one because this was a question about Giovanni's. The subject is Giovanni's has the best steak. 
All right, Michael, get ready. <laughs> Friends of ours have cruised on Royal Caribbean Resort for 20 times and claim that Giovanni's table serves the best steak they've ever eaten, even better than Chop's Grill. Do you agree? We plan to check it out in three weeks when we go on Freedom of the Seas. And am I the only weirdo that takes daily shower in the spa and fitness center on the ship? The showers are huge, lots of body wash and shampoo, and oversized towels. Nothing like it after a little scenic treadmilling. Well, let's start with the first part, Michael. It, okay. Giovanni's table has the best steak. You know, recently in the last six months, I have really jumped on this wagon, and I think that Giovanni's table has the best steak at dinner. It's going to wow. be a different steak at lunch, but the dinner at steak is just phenomenal. Um, the price that you pay for Giovanni's at $25 a person compared to Chops, um, 35 or 39 depending on what ship you are, you're really getting a great value and, in my opinion, the best steak on a Royal Caribbean ship. I remember the first time I heard this, I was like, okay, I'll go try it out. And I went and I went for lunch. And I said, this steak isn't that great. And so, and people were like, no, 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 you tried the wrong steak. Because there are two different steaks between lunch and dinner. So, yes, it is worth mentioning, Greg, that we're talking about the dinner steak here. It is pretty good. And I think for the, I think you bring up something I didn't consider, Michael, which is the price. Chops is a great experience, but it's also, what, at least $10 more, right? Correct. And, you know, in Oasis class ships, Chops is now $39 a person. So compared to 25 to me, it's just a great value. Yeah. Uh, it can't be. So, so I go for it. I mean, I'm not sure. Now, granted, I, I freely admit I am not the world's greatest steak expert. I often write in my reviews on realcaribbeanblog.com when it comes to steak. You know, I go to I go to uh, Outback Steakhouse here in the United States, and I think it's a pretty good steak. I really it, – it hits the spot for me. So I'm far from a connoisseur of fine grilled meats. But that being said, uh, the the dry aged steaks might be quite possibly a better one. But I would defer that decision to someone. Maybe someone who is a steak connoisseur uh, can weigh in on this. Of course, send me an email matt at royalcrimeblog We will have to do a steak smackdown uh, at some point and figure out which is the best steak on board. That sounds great. And part two to his question about the showering in the spa, you know, that's something that I've heard of over the years, but I've never actually done it. So maybe maybe I'll give it a shot. Have you ever tried that, Matt? Yeah, no, I've heard the exact same thing before. A lot of people talk about especially on the Freedom Class ships. That's a big one, but also because there's a hot tub uh, provided there. But the, the interesting thing is a lot of people will say, and I'm trying to find, someone actually sent me an email about this uh, the other day. I'm trying to find it here as I vamp really quick, but... I will say I've heard this also. I heard is it's from uh, someone else, Greg KY, who writes, On my workout days, I take a shower in the spa, bigger shower, bigger towels, and more comfortable than the stateroom. So there you go. Someone else backing it up. I mean, it makes total sense. It's especially good. This is a great tip, by the way. Probably more so, I think, Michael, if you're going with a family. Or let's say I'm, I'm going there with my wife, and my wife is in the shower, and i got to go get ready. And as you know, there's only one shower. In, in your stateroom so if I you know in a pinch hey there's an extra shower and it's probably very underutilized also so you know bring a change of clothes bring your towel or you don't even need your towel bring they have the oversized towel there and and I agree the oversized towel is key because those towels are kind of kind of small I gotta say you know next time I run in the gym I'm gonna do this I'm gonna try out the spa shower so thanks for the tip there you go it's research Michael <laughs> that's right I'll blog about it <laughs> Next, please no photos, Michael. Uh, <laughs> we have our next email. It is from Anthony. 
I can't pronounce the last name. So where's that Anthony? Matt, we're cruising Southern Caribbean on an adventure this is next February. We're traveling with two other couples. What is the best way to make dinner reservations for, say, Giovanni Sable so the six of us are all together? I want to make reservations on the cruise planner in advance of the sailing, but really don't want to pay for the other four members of the party. Can each couple do it individually for the same date and time when on board when we combine them? What do you suggest is the best way to get this done? Well, there's two ways, and Matt, correct me if this is wrong, but one, you guys can all kind of just go in and make your own reservations for the same date, same time, but there should be also an option when you're making the reservation that says link this reservation to another reservation, and so you would need to reach out to the people you're traveling with and just get their reservation number, and when you go in on the cruise planner, you can attach their reservation number to your booking. Right. And there is an addition. You're absolutely right about that second thing, Michael. The other thing is also once you get to the checkout phase, it, it will ask you if you want to spread the payment across multiple payment options. So you will need access to their credit card information. So if they're standing next to you or whatever, that's pretty easy. If they're comfortable enough, you know, maybe getting on the phone and reading you the numbers, you can do that. The other option, like you said, is you can wait to get on board the ship. Now, you do risk that they want to go to Giovanni's table. Not usually too difficult to get a reservation there, but things like you know, formal night or or special events or holidays can sometimes drive up demand there. But I think if you went there on embarkation day, I'm sure you'll be able to get a reservation. It would be for the exact time and day you wanted. Maybe not, but it it certainly is going to be the easiest option in terms of being able to spread across payment and not worrying about you know all the other factors that go in there. But if you want to book it in advance, I think what you're you're absolutely right, Michael. One person goes in creates a reservation you you need the reservation number and their last name add it on there and then when you get the checkout phase uh, on the website you will find an option to split the payment across multiple payment types so you need their credit card information and that's the only other. otherwise either you float the money which anthony says he does not want to do or you wait to get on board yep very good let's keep things moving here with our next email from dan bixler of riverview florida Hi, Matt. I have a question regarding Nachi Kokom and Cozumel and what is included with the Beach Break package. Their website lists an all-inclusive Beach Break for $55 for adults. The listing is hazy regarding food. Listed under the included section, it says a four-course a la carte lunch. I thought I recall Michael Poole's podcast review of his Brilliance of the Seas crew saying that his food and drink are included, but the wording a la carte threw me a little. Can you help us clear this up a little bit? Many thanks and absolutely love the high caliber and very interesting blog and podcast. Your efforts provide valuable information and resources to countless listeners. Thank you, Dan. Well, uh-huh. I, I swear I did not I did not plan this. This just happened this way. Ordinarily, I would pause, text Michael this question and wait for his response. But here you go, Michael. It's all you, man. How does food work at Nachi Kokum? So you are right. It's $55 per person. Um, it does include all the alcohol, beers, tequila, rum, anything you want there, bottled water. As far as the food goes, they just bring you out a menu and there are a la carte prices on the menu, but you order whatever you want. So the four course in there, I'm not sure if they're trying to grade, you know, gain more value on the, the price of entry, but you can order as much as you want. I usually do it the mat style and I order a you know, 10 o'clock soft lunch and then I go all out at 12 o'clock. <laughs> so, you know, guacamole at 10, guacamole at noon, order whatever you want. They are so helpful. They will, they work so hard there. So don't worry about that, that wording. Um, they'll take care of you and you can eat as much as you want. So you can add, you, he can have as much as he wants to disregard the fact that this is a la carte. It's all included, right? 
Yeah, correct. They, they, I think they were trying an option where you could come in there a la carte versus paying the, the 55 per person. I don't know if they scrapped it or not, but when you pay 55, you get everything included for the day. You don't pay for anything. Cool. Next, we have an email from Ron Ladowski. Ron's a good friend of mine and hangs out on Periscope and blog. He's an awesome all-around guy. Uh, Ron writes, let me first begin by giving a shameless plug to the Royal Caribbean blog Insiders. As an insider, I just realized that I am answering a question that you brought during episode 151, Junior Suites, the day before most of the internet world would have even heard the podcast. It's like being an insider trading on Wall Street. Is that why you call us insiders? Anyway, back to point. Two things you missed during your excellent podcast on the benefits of Junior Suites. First, the walk-in closet. After cruising in a balcony stateroom, one of the biggest drawbacks to me is where do you put all the onboard luggage? Yes, you can squeeze it under the bed, but then every day for a few days you find yourself trying to pull something out and doing it all over again junior suite that is not an issue room to hang all the clothing room for the luggage and room for the souvenirs second the junior suite is like a gateway drug on a cruise on the oasis of the seas my junior suite was located next to a grand suite the larger balcony with two table chairs and two lounge chairs first caught my eye well i booked one for freedom of the seas in october 2015 and since then i've been hooked have one on anthem and two on the harmony the second cruise on the Harmony of the Seas during the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise, September 15th, 2017. Another shameless plug. So now two questions. First of all, love the shameless plugs in the emails. Thank you very much. All right. So on to two questions. Would you like me to do a podcast with you about my grand suite experience on Anthem of the Seas when my upcoming cruise? Absolutely. Ron, always love talking about that. And also, Ron writes, and since I'm going to be on the September 2017 Royal Caribbean Block group cruise with you and Michael Poole, should I plan on getting the ultimate drink package to prevent my financial ruin during the cruise? I would say keep up the good work, but you always do good work, so I would just be redundant. <laughs> Michael, are, I, would you recommend Ron get the drink package <laughs> since our forces will be combined to create the ultimate, I don't know, what. I guess, we're, I guess we give off a have more drinking uh, experience. I don't know what why he gets that sense, but um, what's your recommendation for Ron on the drink package? Wow, I feel like uh, you've asked a biased person about the drink package, but it's true. For me, you know, ships with Sabor and a pub. For me, the drink package is a great option. You just have to ask yourself, and I know Matt's explained this many, many times um, over and over again. But can you drink six drinks a day on average? every single day for seven days and if the answer is absolutely then yolo buy it <laughs> <laughs> well said and of course i it is worth mentioning michael you actually i there is physical proof that you have booked the royal criminal Blog group cruise on harmony of the sea september 15 2017 i am super excited to finally finally get a chance to cruise with you after all these years i am officially booked and i can't wait for my first uh royal Caribbean blog group cruise Woot. Nice. And thank you, Ron, for all the shameless plugs. I love shameless plugs because I have no shame. Next, we have an email from Scott and Laura, who are also proud insiders. And Scott writes, first, I'm, I must start off by saying you are the man. Aside from having learned so much from you, you also provide a lifeline from daily life to cruising. Lately, I've been itching for the sea again, but with my next two cruises seven and ten months away, the only way I've been able to scratch that itch is with your podcast. Okay, maybe cheating a little bit by watching YouTube videos on Harmony. So again, you are the man. Thank you for creating such an enjoyable podcast. Not one of my questions. JB's Italian is a third-party purveyor. Do the usual gorging rules apply? For instance, when we went to Chops on, and on Enchantment of the Seas, which was delicious, and I should have listened to you sooner, 
We got several appetizers and an extra dessert. At Sabor on Freedom of the Seas, we also managed to fit in a few extras. My pants were not as forgiving as our server, though. And, of course, in the main dining room, we feast like royalty. But those are Royal Caribbean owned. Jamie's Italian is not. I tried it to compare it to Johnny Rockets, but that analogy doesn't work either because Johnny Rockets is an all-you-can-eat kind of place. So what's the deal? Can I eat like a fiend at Jamie's, or must I remain civilized? Thank you for your answer, and thank you so much for your continued service. P.S. Did I mention you were the man? P.S.S. When are you going to let me buy you a margarita? (laughs) Anytime you want. Uh, Anytime you want, big boy. I am waiting for you. It's a great great question, Scott uh, and Laura, because this is something that... And this is something that's gone back and forth, it seems like, over the years. I remember way back in the day. Uh, you could, especially restaurants used to just be essentially all inclusive, like Johnny Rockets, right? You can go there, you can order five burgers, and they'll bring you out five burgers. Ain't, ain't a problem at all. I know that Chops Grill tightened their belts about that, and you only get now one entree. You can you can certainly order more. They charge you, I think it's like $10 a, for an extra steak. I, always tell, I mean, I can't imagine eating more than one steak there anyway. Um, and then at, in terms of Jamie's Italian, you know, this is an interesting one. I, I'm trying to remember because I've eaten there, but when I've eaten there, there's so many like different categories on the menu that I don't remember if that was an issue or not. So I was gonna, I, I was going to say, go I've never, I've never been on a ship with uh, Jamie's Italian. So it is definitely on my bucket list on the Harmony. But, um, once again, I learned something new here. Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. I'm trying to remember if it was. I'm I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna be, be honest with this guy and give you a big. I don't know because I'm not afraid to say I don't know. I don't know everything. Uh, I certainly uh, this one is is bog- so I don't want to give you the wrong impression. Uh, if that's the case, I know that like you know they have like the what's it called the the planks. They have like the there are a couple different planks. That's like one category. So you can get like a plank. You get like a, a regular entree, appetizers and desserts. I'm just my question is like, could you order four planks? I really don't know the answer to that one. I would be guessing. And uh, maybe someone can write in, send me an email, matt at com, and we will get an answer to this because, of course, Scott needs to know what size pants to wear. I totally get that. You don't want to go in there without your stretchy pants if you need them. So uh, we will definitely get you an answer for that, Scott. Thank you so much for the email, though. Next up, we've got an email from Jody from California. Who writes, Matt, I've enjoyed Junior Suites in the past and always look at the price difference to see if it makes sense for us. The extra space, bathtub, and double crown and anchor society points are all great features. But you missed a big perk, the walk-in closet. Maybe it's a girl thing, but that thing is awesome sauce. Looking forward to meeting you on Navigator in February. Awesome, Jody. Great point. You know what, Michael? I, your, Jody uh, is 100% right about this because... When we were on, in, uh, what were we on? Navigator of the Seas, and we had the junior suite. It was a bigger deal for us because what we would do is, so we have two daughters. One is one year, one was one, one was five at the time. So the one year old would obviously go to sleep first, right? And what I would do is I'd go with the five year old somewhere on the ship. Like we would always go up to the pool and watch a movie up there. And then my wife would text me when it was safe to come back, and you know, the, 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 uh, the, the younger one was sleeping. So what would happen is, though, of course, my older is still, she needs to get dressed, right? And we would go, we would use the walk-in closet as a changing room because you could close the door and still have a light in there. And that, you're, Jody's 100% right on there. What's your, what's your thought, Michael, since we got you on here? Junior Suites, are you a fan? Well, I haven't personally said to them, but my brother has, and I've spent a lot of time in his cabin. My favorite thing for me on the Junior Suite is the balcony, and you have the two big loungers out there. I just... Mm. 
I'm known for just walking over to his cabin and being like, I'm going out on the on the balcony and I'm sitting on your lounger. Like that's the the really nice perk for me um, in those cabins. And there's you know you have a full couch, a chair. Uh, we had five or six people in the cabin multiple times, and it never felt crowded like you know an inside a regular cabin would. Yeah, it's a great perk. There's no question about it. I mean, I think it's like Jody says. You got to look at the price and see. Well, does it make sense? Is it something that you know is the the price difference between that and, of course, a a balcony? And of course, then my wife says, "Well, how much more is a regular like a regular suite?" And then it's like, "Oh, honey, you're you're you're, you're <laughs> I like the way you talk to me, you know." And it's like <laughs> you start looking at it, but yeah, if it's the right price point, it does make a lot of sense. And that walk-in closet is a big deal because on non-quantum class and not Harmony of the Seas. The storage space is a little bit limited. They've since upgraded that with those other ship classes that I mentioned. But the uh, but having the more storage spaces, especially with families, the more storage space you've got, the better. And I will say that in a junior suite on even a Voyager class ship, we had plenty for the first time ever, plenty of space to to have all put all our stuff away, which is something we never do. Usually, it's always like, all right, well, I we guess our you know our socks and underwear together and shirts and you know, a couple bathing suits because you gotta uh, make room for it all. And with the junior suite, there's plenty of space, which is awesome. So if you enjoy unpacking and spreading out, it's it's certainly a great option. Let's keep things moving from Elaine and Andy from Baltimore, Maryland. We're hoping to, that you'll be able to do a podcast that focuses on the romance of the seas. We're f- curious to find out about the most romantic trips, excursions, ports, ships, areas, restaurants, etc. that you and others have experienced through Royal Caribbean. We've had a wonderful time on Allure of the Seas last year. We especially like the solarium in the afternoon. Since it's a kid-free zone, it is more quiet and calm in comparison to the pools that welcome families, yet still very lively. Nearly every afternoon, we would lay out together and enjoy the amazing views. It was easy to take a break from the sun, get a bite to eat, or a drink at one of the flavored waters, and then immediately return to sunbathing as the lounge chairs are just steps from the Solarium Bistro. We would always bring the cruise couples with us to the area so we could plan out our day together. We highly recommend the Solarium for couples looking to spend some quality time with each other. We can't wait to return to Allure in August of 2016. Thanks for everything you do. All right, Michael. You, of course, Mr. Romance. Where's the love on Royal Caribbean ships? For me, if I'm thinking romance and where's the most romantic place on all Royal Caribbean ships where you can spend, for me, it's going to be Central Park at night. I don't think there's going to be any other area venue on a ship that's going to just top this. You have usually a violinist out there, you know, some really intimate romantic music. You have vintages, which we talked about on the Top 5 Bars podcast, where you have a private, more you know cocktail hour with not a lot of people. And you can also dine there for dinner. So you can just make a whole evening at Central Park. So if I'm looking for a special occasion, that, that's where I'm headed. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I agree. Central Park is beautiful at night. And with that live music there, it really does add quite a bit. For specialty dining... I think there are two restaurants I can think of off the top of my head that I think are really great for an intimate, quiet evening, just the two of you being able to focus on each other. And I, the two that really come to my mind, Chops Grill, I got to give it to Chops. I think their ambiance just really hits it really well. And the other one I was thinking was 150 Central Park. Having tried that on Allure of the Seas, it really does, that's a really focuses on, on the intimate experience because it's, it's more personalized service than some of the other specialty restaurants out there. Uh, but of course, me and my wife have always have a great time at Sabor. 
We're maybe not looking into each other's eyes as much as the bottom of the guacamole dish, but nonetheless, we have a great time there. <laughs> uh, how about how about excursions or, or ports? Are there ones that you can think of? That's that was what I was kind of thinking of when you were when you were talking about yours. Is there anyone that is there a port that really, you know, I don't know, would be more romantic than another one? Uh, I, I mean, when you first said it, I was thinking like St. Thomas, Megan's Bay, or something along those lines, yeah. or you know, even like as simple as Labadee and, and renting a cabana for the day, just the two of you, you know, that's always an option. Or in Coco Cay, you can rent one too and just kind of have a private day in a cabana. So those are probably the two things that come to my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Also in Coco Cay, I know for sure. And Labadee, I think you could do this as well. If you keep walking toward, like in Coco Cay, what is it? What's that last beach at the end there, Michael? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mayor of Coco Cay. <laughs> that used to be Barefoot Beach, but now they've named it to South Beach. Yeah, so if you keep walking, I mean, Coco Cay is only developed for, like, what do you say, like a quarter of the island or so? Right, yeah. It's not a right. far walk at all. Five minutes. Center. Right. And if you keep eventually, if you keep walking enough, you'll be on your own. Like, you know, you still see people, but I mean, you know, you can really make it as, uh, you can be as, around as many people as you want or as few people as you want. And Labadee is sort of at the same extent. You can keep walking, get a little away from the folks. So maybe that's a great way to do it. I love the idea of the cabanas. That's a, that's a great one as well. Um, you know, I'm, I like the Megan's Bay idea. That's not a bad one to do, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, spending time together, uh, doing maybe even just a private excursion, book a driver. You know, spend a little more, have them take you around, whatever you want to do, right? Maybe you go to a nice restaurant. Maybe you go to a, a quieter beach. Because Vegas Bay is beautiful. But as a taxi driver once told me in St. Thomas, he says, bro, there's lots of beautiful beaches here. <laughs> they're all they're all really nice. Why drive all the way over to Megan's Bay? So there could be some other options there for you to check out as well. But, of course, uh, you know, we will leave it to the other Casanovas that listen to this podcast to get some more uh, ideas about areas. Of course, the spa can't go wrong with that. They, they have the the Azul Room uh, on on select Royal Caribbean ships, and that's always a a big win with with couples who are looking for some alone time. So, you know, you never know. Lots of different things out there. Yeah, I was going to say if anybody's uh, listening who has um, has a really romantic day that they've had in port, email in and and Matt will share it. Absolutely. Next email from Paul Westbrooker. It's Matt. I hope all is well. I haven't started taking advantage of my monthly donation perks, but I plan on it. Might even be able to up my category. Awesome. Uh, question, if I may. My family has iPhones with Verizon service. If we did purchase the internet packages, what services can we use? Can we use iMessages, etc.? Thanks. Um, I'll take this one, Matt, yeah, even though it's Verizon, but you can. So if you purchase the Voom on board, now that all the ships have the Voom, if you want to eliminate all charges, put your phone in airplane mode first, followed by turning on Wi-Fi. Uh, you can go in the settings or just drag down the notification bar. Just make sure it's in airplane mode, then turn on Wi-Fi. You can iMessage. You can actually FaceTime audio call each other while on board the ships. And something that Verizon offers, and I know this just because I'm in the industry, but they offer Wi-Fi calling, so actual, uh, you know, calls like you would on your typical cell phone. Um, if they, if you have that on your plan, you can call anybody at home through the Voom Wi-Fi. So those are kind of the two options you have. But if you want to keep it simple, just do iMessage, do uh, airplane mode plus uh, Wi-Fi. Yeah, and of course, for those who are on I mean, airplane iMessage rather is the blue messages versus. 
the green messages in an iPhone. Um, that that's if you see blue, that's good. That means you're using iMessage versus green, which uses SMS. When that could cost you extra. The other thing is, I love the 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 calling over Wi-Fi and texting over Wi-Fi. I will add though that at least for AT and T, you have to activate the service before you. It's free. For, it was included in my plan. You just had to like actually activate the service. I don't know why they make you go to that extra step, but in your settings on your phone, there's an option to, and it just Google, you know, uh, whatever, whatever provider you have, AT&T over, you know, dialing over Wi-Fi or, you know, whatever, whatever provider you have. And there's a setting within the iPhone to enable this feature. And you have to have a a recent version of iOS. I think it's iOS 9.3. I think I'm, I don't know. It's a recent version. Let's put it that way. And you have to enable the feature. And again, all I had to do for AT&T was just go, Accept the terms and conditions. Basically, I think the reason why they make you do it is because, technically speaking, like your 911 service is a little different when you're using it, and theoretically, it might not work for you anymore. But of course, you're on a cruise ship, so it's not going to be a big deal. So, uh, just something to keep in mind there, Paul. But yeah, you can actually use it. It's great because it's a it's a built-in way, and I think it's a whole lot easier to use this, Michael, than it is to use third-party apps that require everybody to get the app in the first place. Oh, I absolutely loved it. I was on the Allure last month, and we had a group chat. All of us had iPhones, and it worked so well. We knew where we were at all times. We were even occasionally FaceTiming each other from on the same cruise ship. So, you know, why not? (laughs) Next, we have an email from Josh from Trooper, Pennsylvania. Love the recent podcast about the best bars and lounges. After your discussion with Michael about the schooner bar, how to pronounce it and its actual meaning, I thought I'd look into it. In addition to being a name of for certain types of nautical vessels, a schooner is a type of tall drinking glass specifically for beer. So it seems like the schooner bar is exceptionally named. Thanks for all the great content on the podcast and Periscope. I had no idea. I didn't either. Learn something new again. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was just the name of a... I know a scooter type ship, and that's why I said it. But there you go. Look at Royal Caribbean doing their due diligence there. All right, Michael, time for our last question here. We're going to wrap things up here. And let's go to an email from Stephanie Ozine who writes, Since you mentioned wanting to visit Mayan ruins on the podcast, I thought I'd share my experience. From Belize City, there are a couple of ruins you can visit. Both have a lot of travel time, so I would definitely book them with Royal Caribbean. On my trip, I had three kids along with me who were ages 6 through 12. I picked Lamanai mostly because the long trip to and from the ruins was divided between a bus and a speedboat on the river. I hope that would help keep the kids occupied, and it really did. The speedboat speed was super fun and stopped to look at wildlife a couple times on the trip. Lamanai is in the jungle, and we were lucky enough to see a family of howler monkeys up in the trees. Because of the travel time, we only had about an hour at the ruins. I wish it could have been a little bit more, but we did see everything, and it was wonderful. It was also really hot, so I'm not sure I would have stayed, wanted to stay, actually, any bit longer. It made me want to return to Belize for a land-based vacation to see a whole lot more. Thanks for all you do. Awesome. Thank you, Stephanie. That's a great recommendation. Love it. There's so many great Mayan ruins in, in and around uh, Central America. And certainly, there are. Uh, Cozumel offers uh, quite a number, um, primarily on the mainland. There are some on Cozumel, the island itself. There are, of course, some in, uh, in Belize, as Stephanie mentioned. In Costa Maya, you can get to some as well. Uh, so there's, and, you know, there, there's, it's wonderful. It's a great piece of history, and it's really impressive to see. It's something that, uh, that I've really wanted to do. But I do agree with Stephanie, it can get very hot. And those transportation times to and from, I think Stephanie's spot on. Use Royal Caribbean excursions. It's one of the the, the times I definitely recommend it because you just don't want to risk missing the ship because, oops, you know, it took a little bit longer to get back or whatever the case may be. So, you know, don't play with fire in that regard. Uh, 
take advantage of what Royal Caribbean offers you. Because, of course, if you book a shore excursion through Royal Caribbean, they will pr- promise the uh, guarantee right to return or something to that effect, where it basically says that the ship will either wait for you, or if you're really late, I don't know what, I'm, I can't even imagine the scenario, but they will get you back to the ship one way or another. How about that? So, very good. Well, Michael, thank you so much for uh, for joining me here on, on the podcast. And, of course, we also want to say, first of all, A, thank you, which I did, but B, more importantly, for if you're listening to this podcast in and around the week this comes out, uh, to check out your live blog that you're going to be doing on your next cruise, Empress of the Seas. That's right. I have a cruise coming up and I believe it's July 28th. It's on the Thursday at the end of the month. It is a four-night Empress of the Sea sailings. I'll be a special guest of Royal Caribbean and just really trying to promote the ship and highlight everything it offers. So I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Absolutely. So, of course, you can check that out at royalcaribbeanblog.com. And if you're listening to this on time, well, you'll be able to have something to look forward to. And if you're listening to this in 2017, go check it out, the old archives, because it's still pretty darn good. Michael does a great job of those live blogs. So I'm looking forward to seeing that as well, Michael, because, of course, this is a, it's kind of funny. It's a new ship, but it's not a new ship, you know? Yeah, they're, they're trying to relaunch it. Uh, they've added some new flares to it, at least from the pictures I've seen with hammocks on the pool deck. Just trying to make it a fun, relaxing kind of ship. So... I'm really looking forward to trying something different, and you know, it, it's probably likely it's going over to Cuba. It's going to be the Cuba ship, but in the meantime, there are some really great deals on this ship if you can sail in the next, you know, sixty to ninety days. There's some bargains out there. Awesome. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us here on the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast. Thanks for having me, and I'll see you guys at sea on the Empress. Well, that will wrap things up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And, of course, if you want your emails right here, I would love to do that. Send me an email, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com, M-A-T-T at royalcaribbeanblog.com. Whether it's a question, a thought, an email, a suggestion, an idea for Michael, whatever it is, love reading it. So uh, send it in, matt at royalcaribbeanblog.com. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon.